this week from GNC Week in Review, powered by GeekNewCentral.com. Motorola is going to the edge, HBO is going to the max, and John Leisure is exiting T-Mobile. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week, and it's Friday, April 24th, 2020. My name is Kirk Corliss, and this is episode 56 of the GNC Week in, Re- Week in Review podcast, part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in. For this week's episode, we are streaming live on Facebook.com slash GNC Week in Review and also on YouTube at GNC Week in Review. So please be sure to say hello and chat or comment. If you are a new listener, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you can find in a right-hand side column at GNCWeekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcast app for Android, or on TuneIn, Spotify, and Stitcher. You have a comment, be it on social media or email, and it all can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. We're going to jump in with the tech news stories from this week and from geeknewscentral.com. And top story this week is from geeknewscentral.com, where on Tuesday, Motorola Motorola announced the launch of uh, two new devices, the Edge and Edge Plus. The Edge is a high-end flagship supported by the less powerful Edge. Both use the same screen, each sporting a 6.7-inch 21 by 9 aspect ratio. Endless uh, called, quote, Endless Edge Display with HDR10 Plus and 90 Hertz refresh rate. It's a 10-bit FHD Plus OLED display. And as in in its fashion, it's it's curved at the sides. Motorola is taking advantage of this edge for action and swipe down to show notifications. Notifications. It'll glow when a call comes in and status showing battery level when charging. Under the hood, they are both sporting the popular Qualcomm Snapdragons, but the Edge Plus gets the Faster 865 paired with 12 gigabytes of LPDDR RAM 5 and 256 gigabyte storage. The combination, this combination of processor, RAM, and storage appears to be the definition of high end for 2020. The Edge takes the Snapdragon 765 with a 6 gigabyte RAM in Europe, 4 gigabytes in the US, and 128 gigabytes of storage though this can be supplemented, supplemented up to one terabyte with a memory card. <clears throat> with a memory card, both phones are 5G devices with the Edge Plus working with both MMWave and sub 6H, sub six uh, excuse me, sub 6 hertz frequencies. There's also Wi-Fi 6 included in there as well. A 5,000 milliamp battery will keep the Edge Plus phone powered up for two days in normal use, though what constitutes normal will be clearly vary. The Edge also has a the Edge also has a slightly smaller 45 milliamp battery. The Edge Plus has wireless charging, 15 watts, but the Edge doesn't, surviving with only 18 watt turbo power, turbo power wired charging. The, around the back, it is a triple camera set up for the Edge Plus with a 10, uh, uh, 10 108 megapixel main shooter, main shooter, excuse me, a 16 point. 
16 megapixel ultra wide lens with macro vision and an 8 megabit 8 megapixel tele telephoto lens. The selfie camera is a 25 megapixel sensor with a hole, po hole punch in the top left of the display. The edge has slightly lower specs with a 64 megabit uh, 64 megapixel main lens, but otherwise the 16 megapixel ultra wide lens with macro vision, excuse me, with macro vision, and an 8 megapixel telephone lens has un, has unchanged, with dual stereo speakers and precision auto tune audio tune by Waves Audio. Both edge phones had the loudest, most powerful audio on a smartphone, and in news that will delight all the audiophiles out there, the phones both retain the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. It is a Verizon exclusive to run under a super fast 5G. It'll be available in the US on May 14th, priced at $999. HBO Max will enter the streaming wars on May 27th. The streaming service set to debut amid the shutdown brought about brought about brought upon by the novel coronavirus outbreak, bringing with it 10,000 hours of library programming from across the Warner Media portfolio, including Friends and the Big Bang Theory. The $15 per month offering will serve up the entire HBO experience, supplemented with movies and TV shows from the Warner Brothers Library, as well as a handful of new original series. Warner Media began running social media ads on Tuesday morning, announcing the day of the launch. Other originals set to debut later in the year include the thriller The Flight Attendant, starring Kaylee Kuko, documentary Expecting Amy. About uh, this is about a comedian's comedian Amy Schumer's life on tour during a difficult pregnancy, and J.G. Quintel's adult animated comedy Close Enough. TB TBS Comedy Search Party will also move to HBO Max, where it'll return with a new season. Warner Media Entertainment Chairman Robert Green Greenblatt said in a statement, quote, our number one goal is having extraordinary content for everyone in the family, and the HBO Max programming mix we are so excited to on May 27th will bear that out. Even in the midst of this unprecedented pandemic, the all-star teams behind every aspect of HBO Max will deliver a platform and a robust state of robust slate of content that is varied of the highest quality and second to none. I'm knocked out by the breadth and depth of our new offering from the Max Originals, our Warner Brothers Library, and acquisition titles from around the world, and of course, the entirety of HBO. John Leisure has formally cut ties with T-Mobile US, the company he led as CEO for seven years. After steering T-Mobile through a dramatic turnaround that culminated in a successful merger with former rival Sprint. Ledger stepped down and Mike Sievert was appointed T-Mobile's new chief executive earlier this month. At that time, Leisure had said he would remain on T-Mobile's board of directors until June 4th. However, that's not the case anymore. In an AK filing with the SEC today, T-Mobile revealed that Leisure is leaving the board, quote, effective immediately to pursue other options. Uh, T-Mobile said in a note, which also contained from Leisure, addressed the companies and employees, quote, Mr. Leisure noted that he was not resigning because of any disagreement with management or the board on any matter. In the notice to the comp in his notice to the company, uh, Mr. Ledger stated, quote, 
It has been a privilege and honor to have led T-Mobile as CEO for the past seven years, the past seven and a half years, and served on the board of directors. And although I'll be leaving the board just a few weeks earlier than planned, be assured that I'll remain T-Mobile's number one fan. Leisure has offered few clues about where he's headed, though he did not he did refute reports in November that he'd been in discussions to join WeWork. Since stepping down as T-Mobile, Leisure has continued engaging with his large with his large social media following. He's got over 6.5 million Twitter, Twitter followers via Periscope and other platforms. Also in other T-Mobile news, after announcing on April 1st the first use of the newly acquired mid-band Spectrum in Philadelphia, T-Mobile now plans to redeploy airwaves in parts of New York in May as part of the latest expansion of its 5G network. In tuning in, turning on the 2.5 gigahertz Spectrum in New York, T-Mobile will have a first city showcase, first city showcases it to showcase its, t- its 5G vision. The carrier turned on higher frequency millimeter wave 5G in parts of the city last summer before adding its low-band, wider-reaching 5G network nationwide in December. On Tuesday, T-Mobile will also expand the low-band footprint to include the Detroit, St. Louis, and Columbus areas. Whereas the millimeter wave has fast download speeds but severely limited outdoor coverage and the low-band much better coverage but not noticeably, excuse me, not noticeably uh, improved speeds with 4G, 4G, 4G LTE, 4G LTE, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the mid-band spectrum allows for a combination of both width, of both width significantly faster speeds compared with 4G, 4G for service that works both indoor and outside, indoors and outside, carry Koopa Makey, I'm probably mispronouncing this person's name, T-Mobile's Vice President of Radio Technology, Radio Network Technology and Strategy, said the carrier is seeing download speeds of nearly 600 megabits in Philadelphia in early testing of its mid-band 5G deployment. Most of T-Mobile's 5G devices last year, last year's OnePlus 7T Pro 5G, McLaren and Samsung Galaxy Note 10 Plus 5G, as well as this year's lines of Samsung Galaxy S20, S20 5G phones, LG's V60 Thin Q5G, and the forthcoming, one, forthcoming OnePlus 8 will be able to tap into T-Mobile's mid-band 5G network as it rolls out. Sprint's Galaxy S20 5G phones will also be able to will also be able to start using the T-Mobile's 5G networks later this month to take advantage of all three flavors of T-Mobile's 5G network when available. Those with those with the other devices will be able to use a low band and mid band 5G, but not the millimeter, but not the millimeter wave. AT&T CEO Randall Stevenson is stepping down after leading the telecom giant for 13 years. He'll act as executive chairman through January 2021 to oversee the leadership transition. John Stanky will become AT&T's new CEO on July 1st. He's been COO and president of the company since October. He announced this month he's leaving his other post as Warner Media Media CEO with former Hulu chief Jason Cleveland. Kylar taking over May 1st. The AT&T board had been considering candidates take over from Stevenson since 2017, but ultimately 
ultimately opted for a man who's held a variety of roles at the company over the last 35 years before becoming COO and Warner Media Chief. Stanky acted as the CEO of the Entertainment Group, Operations and Business Solution Divisions, Chief Strategy Offers, Chief Chief Strategy Officer and Chief Technology Officer. Nintendo has shut down NNID logins and is encouraging Switch owners to lock down their accounts after a wave of fraudulent attacks. Nintendo itself has confirmed that the platform has fallen foul of hackers who are accessing accounts and using linked PayPal accounts to make expensive digital purchases. Some reports suggest the attacks have been going on for weeks, but have been ramped up in the last few days. Excuse me, I take a drink. According to Ars Technica, victims who victims will receive a plain text email notice from Nintendo advising them of a new sign-in and including details of the time. Excuse me, including details of the time, approximate location, and device used to access the account. Nintendo says that some 160,000 accounts have been targeted with private details such as nicknames, email addresses, dates of birth, and gender potentially viewed by third parties. The company has confirmed that while purchases have been made via Nintendo accounts, credit card data was not accessed. Nintendo has gone straight to the source of the issue and shut down NNIDs completely. In a statement, the company announced that it has, quote, abolished the function of logging into an Nintendo account via NNID, noting that, quote, passwords will be reset passwords will be reset sequentially for NNIDs and Nintendo accounts that have been that have been illegally logged in. Nintendo UK issued a statement on support site saying, quote, we would like to provide an update on the recent instance of unauthorized access to some Nintendo accounts. While we continue to investigate, we would like to reassure users that there is no currently no evidence pointing to a breach towards a breach of Nintendo's database. Database, excuse me. Servers or services as one action in our ongoing investigation where we are discontinuing we are discontinuing the ability to use a network Nintendo network ID to sign in to a Nintendo account. All other options sign in to a Nintendo account remain remain available. In the "Do you need help with your tech?" segment, and I'm going to for those watching on the uh, watching on the live stream right now, I'm going to share my screen. And we're going to go to the, we're going to go to, just give me a moment here so I can share. Let's see if I can share the screen here. Okay, hopefully you can all see the screen that I'm on here. And there we go. Okay. Okay, there it is. Okay. Oops, look at that. That's not right. Okay, there it is. Okay. Okay, there we go. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, in the Do You Need Your Help with Tech block this week, um, over on um, over on AndroidCentral.com, uh, eight ways to reuse your old Android phone or tablet. Um, it gives you a great uh, guide on how to do so. You can use, for example, you can use your old phone as a universal remote. 
And if it's going to be lagging, I hopefully it won't lag here because I cannot see very well. <laughs> um, you can use your old phone as a universal remote. You can use your phone. You can turn it into a security camera. Um, you can relive the nostalgia by emulating old games. Um, you can turn it into an offline music player. You can use it as an alarm on the nightstand, um, which I use, um, which I do a lot nowadays. <laughs> you can set up as a dedicated GPS unit or dash cam. Um, you can use it to control smart home tech. Um, you can, for your tablet, you can use it as a, you can set up as a, as a, um, as a photo frame where you can read comics on a tablet. So that's all in the show notes. That's at gncweekly.com in this episode, um, episode, um, uh, 56, um, over on the makeuse.com, the 14 best Netflix alternatives, free and paid, we all know about. We all know about Netflix, but also there's Amazon Prime Video, Disney Plus, Apple TV, Hulu, HBO Now, Acorn TV, CBS All Access, Mubi. I never heard of what Mubi is. Uh, Tubi. There's a whole list here. The best um, gives you everything. The prices for all the services that are here for Apple TV, for Hulu, and I'll have that link up in the show notes on that. Also, um, over on next up on uh, in, the, in the do you need your help with your tech um, over on CNET.com, ten apps to help you become to help you be more sustainable in every day of your life. Um, there's Thread Up, um, there's Alio. Um, I've never heard of some of these um, apps. Um, so if you have a comment about the, the if you're aware of these apps, please let me know in the comments or in um, uh, send, uh, send me um, on gncweekly.com forward slash connect. Send me an email uh, by send me an email or post it on Twitter or on Facebook. Um, and finally, now with cord cutting, we all there's a lot of folks that have cord cutting uh, in the you know to. Uh, get away from the bills, but there's a great article over on techhive.com. Uh, it's um, cord cutting myths busted. Why you should stop worrying and dump ca- dumping. Why you stop worrying and dump cable. Like for example, um, your monthly will start to go low and then go back up. Fact is you can keep your bill as low as you want. Um, also there's a myth where picture quality will suffer and stutter. Actually, when you core cut, and I kind of agree with this because I'm recording myself. The picture quality is great. Um, you need to, so one of the other myths, um, I need to sacrifice some of my favorite shows. Actually, you can watch everything you want to watch. So there's a great guide here from techhive.com. You should definitely, um, you should uh, definitely, um, definitely check it out. And that is the tech news for this week for Friday, April 24th. Uh, 2019. Thank you um, so much for tuning in for this week's episode and tuning into the to the live stream as well. Um, the show notes from this episode um, can be found at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out check out the latest tech news and commentary um, from geeknewscenter.com. Also, be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscenter.com forward slash live for the Geek News Central podcast. And then be sure to tune in and watch on a live stream on the GNC Week in Review um, Facebook page or on YouTube Friday evenings um, 
at 8 p.m. Eastern time. It was a little late. I did say 8 p.m. on my on Facebook and, and the Twitter and the um, YouTube page. I apologize. Uh, it was a little late, but hopefully um, going forward as I get better, get with the technical and moving things around and setting everything up and putting the banner up and banners and making sure you all comment and join it and come in. Um, it's going to be at, um, uh, it will be at, um, it will definitely be roughly 8 p.m. Um, Eastern time on Friday evenings. Um, if you have comments on this week's episode, I'd love to hear them from, hear, hear them, excuse me. <laughs> um, you can just head on over to, and I'll show you the page, um, right now. Um, that's at, um, it's at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. And there you can see, excuse me, um, let me go back to, go back to, just give me a couple seconds. I should have saved that, shouldn't I have? I should have saved my, uh, I should have saved my page. Oops, sorry about that. Okay, there we go. And I'm going to save it because I didn't do that before like I was supposed to. That's not, that's on me. Okay. So get, um, get connected with gncweekly.com for uh, gncweekly.com slash connect um, on Twitter. I'm sorry, um, on Facebook at uh, GNC Week and Review, uh, Twitter at GNC Weekly, email GNC Week and Review, GNC at, G- at gmail.com. And YouTube GNC Week in Review. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Kirk Corliss. So until next Friday evening, at 8 p.m. Eastern, I'll catch you. So long for GNC the for the GNC Week in Review podcast. Till then, so long. <laughs>